This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks, as well as subscriptions for shelf or comat exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and this is First Line. Here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. First Line is available on Spotify and Anchor, Apple, Google, Breaker, Castbox, Stitcher, Amazon and Audible, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, Player FM, Podbean, TuneIn, Reason, and iHeartRadio. The deepest desire or the core motivation for the Enneagram 3 is to be valuable to be successful, to be admired, to be respected, and to be praised. Threes are known as the achievers, the initiators, and the performers. So like twos, they too want to be loved. But threes instead seek to succeed in the world in order to be admired and loved. They feel like what they do adds value worthy of love more so than the relationship aspect of helping someone on a personal level to acquire love. So it's more of the image of how they're seen. You will often find that threes are very successful, but they often do it for others instead of for themselves. They are inherently people pleasers and they're skillful at adapting to audiences and giving the people around them the version of themselves that is wanted at that time. So they are often also referred to as chameleons in that they can kind of shift the way they talk and their behavior in order to be a people pleaser and to get along with whoever they're with. They're just using different sides of their personality to their advantage. Enneagram 3s overall are busy and productive. They seek to be as efficient as possible and often multitask with no problem. Think about it as being on time and under budget. That's the Enneagram 3. They can even be impatient and insensitive to others if others are slowing them down. So there's a downside to that as well but they love setting goals and planning for the future. 
because they are oriented to the future, like the aggressive stance numbers are. And they can often be entrepreneurial because of this balance between planning and also being very productive and efficient. Enneagram 3s live by checklists. They might, however, define themselves based on what they do and what they achieve instead of who they really are. They kind of struggle with their own self-image. And because of this, they are prone to becoming workaholics. They often will only connect with emotions and show up deeper in relationships once their tasks are completed first. Because of this, they can struggle with things like authenticity and sincerity in their relationships. They can also be very competitive and they strive to be the best at what they do, often letting their innermost feelings take a back seat since they are always in doing mode. They love adding to the resume, but that's always with an inner motive to be seen for what they do. They care a bit more about prestige and appearance of success than other numbers might. Even though all numbers can be successful, Enneagram 3s are the ones that really make it known. They often put on a confident exterior, as aggressive numbers usually do, but they can also be very sensitive to the image that they present outwardly. So they always pick and choose what they choose to share. And they might have trouble more than other numbers with being vulnerable. They ultimately seek approval from others whether they let you know that or not. They thrive on positive feedback, but on the flip side, failure can be devastating for them. Enneagram 3 is the number that I think thrive best in the United States. American culture is very much rewarding of the behavior that we usually see in Enneagram 3s, and that just allows them to succeed in the often competitive and fast-paced work environments as well as uh, having presence on social media. 3s have no problem letting the world know what they're accomplishing and what they're up to. So where do 3s move? So in stress. 3s are stressed when something goes wrong, and something might tarnish their image, or maybe they've just reached their limit of making decisions and they are overwhelmed. They will shut down and enter nine space. They become less productive and they might procrastinate and they might have great difficulty making a decision. But that nine space is really, really needed. They need to enter that nine space to be at peace with what they view as failure or potential failure. And they might feel that their misstep is now more insignificant in the big picture. With nines being oriented to the past, they're able to kind of more deeply reflect on their past and what happened or learn from the past in order to put a different perspective on what will happen. And in an unhealthy move to nine, they may just completely withdraw. They might feel deep shame and they might only emerge when they get enough encouragement from others. When others let them know, give them the positive feedback and let them know that they are loved for what they do and 
that they are successful and they are worthy of love. And threes enter security when their needs are met. So when they are feeling admired and loved for what they do and for who they are, and they enter into six space after they feel that acceptance from others. And this enables them to be a bit more grounded and kind of shift their focus onto the community while seeking more success on a broader scale and involving others in their success more than just their own personal endeavors. So you can see how threes and security can really make a big difference because now they have taken their own personal success and now they want to share it with others and do even bigger things and it's really cool to see threes that can really tap into that six space in security so for the first two numbers so far we've talked about virtues and vices and i always like to start with the vice so for enneagram threes this is self-deceit this is kind of labeling yourself and over-identifying with a personality and with personality traits, kind of like a persona. So it's not really your personality, but it's this persona that you take on that is still yourself, but it is an elevated version of yourself or it's a version of yourself that you choose to display. The self-deceit comes in in that you struggle to see that as different than who you are. Also, that persona is largely dictated by others and what either other people's personalities or what you think that others want to see in you and what they desire from you. You can easily get trapped into this idea of having to become that persona. And self-deceit can also be in shape-shifting into different personalities. And then also just the self-deceit of telling yourself that you need to earn love and that you don't have worth in yourself because you have to earn that worth and this idea that there's a list of things that need to be done in order for you to not feel good about yourself but to have others feel good about you so that you can then feel good about yourself so it's kind of putting other people as middlemen in order to feel good about yourself Once you realize that you do experience that, it really does change the way you see everything. Threes are one of three numbers that really struggle to identify themselves as threes. The others being sixes and nines. So part of the, what is called the three, six, nine triangle. So why would Enneagram threes struggle to identify themselves as a three? Well, it's because of this self-deceit that they have taken on another persona. A lot of times they might identify as the number that their spouse is, maybe a number of a parent, maybe a number of a best friend, uh, because they're so used to showing up for them in a way in a way that they would not expect them, but 
that the Enneagram 3 might think that they want. And a lot of times that is kind of reflecting and matching people where they are in order to get along well with. So the Enneagram 3, they really need to be so self-reflective in order to even realize that there are three. And I think the majority of the time they'll either identify as another number of someone who is close to them or they'll hear all nine numbers and think, well, all of these sound like me and therefore none of them sound like me. But I just challenge you if you do feel that way as we go through, listen back to this episode after you hear all of it and really think, am I (laughs) self-deceiving? Do I actually know who I really am or am I creating a persona of the strengths that I want in myself and I'm not really being authentic and I am very much adapting to the world and therefore probably excelling in the world, but something might be missing that maybe how I'm viewing myself is dictated entirely on how other people view me. So first reflect on that. And then if you go through all nine episodes and none of them really jump out at you, listen to three, six, and nine over again, and you're likely to find it there. So the virtue of the Enneagram three is veracity. So veracity is very similar to authenticity. I just think of it as like an aggressive authenticity, kind of like assertiveness that you don't care what other people think, that you know who you are and you're not afraid to show it. Which, again, Enneagram 3s can have veracity in the sense of being confident and putting on this persona and being able to be successful, be a social butterfly if that's what they so choose, to put themselves out there to be the center of attention. They're very good at that, but with veracity, it just includes this extra layer of being truthful, not just truthful to other people, but also being truthful to yourself. Since Enneagram 3s can just live so long in just one version of themselves, and deprive themselves of the depth that they actually have, and they can reduce themselves into a more surface-level version of themselves that might not have deep emotions, because those deep emotions might very much scare the Enneagram 3, and also give them fear of being vulnerable and displaying those emotions, and fear that they won't be accepted. So veracity is all about being true to your own character, not putting on this persona, and that's what Enneagram 3 should really strive for. For the Enneagram 3, their unconscious childhood message is it's not okay to have your own feelings and identity. It's not okay to have your own feelings and identity. And this is unfortunate, right? Because Then the young Enneagram 3 grows up thinking that I have to have feelings and I have to have identity 
that is supported by the people around me. And they very much get influenced by others. They might fall victim to peer pressure. They might have problems standing up for themselves. And a lot of them will eventually develop a persona that reflects the desires of people around them, but might not be their own feelings or their own identity, but it might be a version of that that is accepted. And Enneagram 3s can have a lot of problems, you can imagine, then finally opening up about their feelings and their identity. That is a problem for adult 3s. And then the lost childhood message that the 3 does not hear, that should hear, and it's what they like to hear, is you are loved for yourself. You are loved for yourself. So, like I said earlier with this, is that Enneagram 3s feel like they need to do things in order to earn love, but they must know that they are loved for themselves, that they are created in God's image, and people around them love them for who they are. Not their persona, not how they adapt themselves, and not a version of themselves, but the full version. And just another note about lost childhood messages is that if you know the number of people close to you in life, whether that's your spouse, your parents, siblings, friends, children, if you know their number, tell them their lost childhood message every chance you get. It might sound silly at first, but when someone does it to you, you'll feel seen, you'll feel loved, and it just puts you in just a better perspective and also gives you the ability to achieve the virtue of your number two. So just in kind of a review, the Enneagram ones in your life, tell them you are good. The Enneagram twos in your life, tell them you are wanted. For the Enneagram 3s, tell them you are loved for yourself. So for the unhealthy 3, the animal used is the peacock. Beautiful birds that have enormous feathers. Then when they have their feathers down, they look like any other bird. The idea here is that the peacock embodies this showiness that Enneagram 3s can have just using their persona in order to draw attention to themselves and to incite a reaction from other people. So the peacock showing its feathers in order to feel loved and to be admired, but then it's really only their feathers that make them showy. So if they put their feathers away, then there's nothing really special. There's nothing really underneath the surface. So That would be the unhealthy Enneagram 3. And then the healthy one is the chameleon. They change their colors based off of situations. I think this is more of the healthy side because it is very much helpful to adapt to expectations and different situations. So the Enneagram 3 is probably like the most flexible and the most versatile of the numbers. You can put them in any room of people and they will make friends. They will get along with everyone. They will have things to talk about. They have 
no problem, usually, being the center of attention. And they're very clever in that. They just have this emotional intelligence, kind of like the Enneagram 2 as well, of just feeling the atmosphere of a room of people and just being able to show up for whatever that is, whether they need to fit in or whether they need to match someone else's persona, they are able to do that. When we're looking at what threes can work on for growth, I think it's a good place to start with being self-aware that you do have these tendencies of putting on a persona and wanting to be a people pleaser, even if it's not exactly who you are or it's not exactly how you're feeling in the moment and how you kind of push your feelings to the side in order to be successful in whatever you're doing. So I think being self-reflective on that and admitting that that's how you are is a major step because then when you are being unhealthy in your number, you can kind of acknowledge that, that, oh, I'm doing this because I want to keep up my appearance and be well-respected by others. So it's not that you're a bad person, it's just that you're doing this in order to get your needs met. And then kind of think about, is there another healthier way that I can get my needs met? And this is a question that Enneagram 3s, when they're working on growth, have to really decide for themselves. And it's a really hard question to ask too. But I think for a lot of Enneagram 3s, it comes down to communication and the willingness to at least explore their feelings. Because Enneagram 3s on autopilot will shove their feelings to the side for a very long time until they bubble to the surface and they have to deal with them. But having communication with people around you and trying to be a little bit more authentic makes a big difference. And then also something like journaling and writing down your feelings and kind of forcing you to sit in the present moment with your feelings is important. As far as working on interpersonal relationships, threes can often be perceived as being impatient. And these are the perceptions we talked about with the ones being perceived as judgmental and the twos being perceived as overly helpful. The threes are often seen as impatient and this is because they are in the aggressive stance along with numbers seven and eight as well. And with the aggressive stance, these numbers are oriented to the future, which means most of the time when their mind wanders, they are thinking about the future. And for the Enneagram 3, a lot of time that is their goals or what they're going to do next. For 7 and 8, it differs a little bit more, but they're always thinking forward. Just know that there's no one orientation to time that is better than another. They all have their own positives and negatives. Just to kind of relate the three to the other two numbers we've already talked about, ones and twos are oriented to the present. So we talked a lot with those numbers that they're really good at being self-reflective and kind of thinking about the present moment, but then they might have to add structure to their thinking if they want to reflect on the past or think about the future. 
the other orientation time that we'll talk about with um, four, five, and nine, they are oriented to the past, which means that they are very much reflective, but they really do struggle with especially the future thinking, and then they might even have trouble living in the present as well because they're always thinking backwards. So again, all of them have their positives and negatives, but the three being oriented to the future, they kind of just live a little bit faster than the the rest of the numbers, especially in the orientation to the the past and to the present. So when other people aren't moving as fast as them, and that can be just their their thinking or their doing, the Enneagram 3 can seem rushed and just impatient and feel that others are just slowing them down. Whereas if you are someone that is oriented to the past or someone that is oriented to the present, those numbers will commonly experience, you know, when someone asks you a question, you might want to take a second or two to think about it. And these people, when they were in school, a lot of times they would just notice that other kids have the answer a little bit faster than them, but they still have the answer. They're just as smart. It just takes a little bit more time to get in your head. And then it takes a little bit more time for some numbers to then make the commitment to speak up about it. But Enneagram 3s usually do not struggle with this as much as those other numbers. Threes move very fast. They are fast thinkers. They are fast doers. They're all about efficiency. And a lot of times people struggle with trying to figure out if you're a one or a three because they do have a lot of similarities. They are both fairly interpersonal numbers. They both highly value hard work and organization and success, but ones are about the details and how you get there, and threes are about results and big picture. So maybe that helps to clear up if you're kind of vibing with both of those numbers. Threes being big picture, they are all about getting the task done and getting it done efficiently, so therefore they might not spend as much time working on it. Not like they make a ton of mistakes, but they just move a little bit faster. They can very commonly push their feelings to the side in order to get this done. They kind of shift their resources a little bit. So they can be seen as impatient. So just knowing this can help the Enneagram 3 with growth, knowing that they might have to slow down a little bit for other people if they're bringing those people along with them. So I hope you learned something useful today about Enneagram 3s, whether this is your first time running through the numbers or if you are a seasoned veteran with the Enneagram. So if this sounds like you, share this with everyone you know so that they can understand your deepest desires, some of the things that you struggle with and want to work on if you want accountability, and just so other people can just understand you a little bit more. And if this sounds like someone that you know, send this to them as well. They would love to hear more about what makes them different from other people. Then they can listen to the rest of the series and know that 
that not everyone sees the world the same way, and that there are eight other ways of seeing the world that all are unique and special and add value to the world. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm on Instagram at First Line Podcast. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstlinepodcast. You can reach out for any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.